0: No, you did not just call me Reverend Alaman. Sound like my dad. My dad's Reverend. Reverendo Aleman, that's what they call him. Praise God. Everybody happy to be in the house of God today? So good to see you. Everybody have a good Christmas. Opening up some good presents. Yeah, some good stuff, some good toys. I got some good toys. Yeah, I was happy. I was playing with my toys all through the break. It was fun. I see some of y'all wore your stretchy pants, your stretchy pants today. Because you guys have been eating some cookies and some, you know, all that eggnog and all that good stuff. So you have to wear your stretchy pants today. We don't judge you. It's okay. It's it's alright. Well, what an awesome time of worship today. Uh, just thank you to Jamie and Claudia for leading us into the presence of God. Didn't you love that song, Greater? Greater is the one who's inside of me than he who's in the world. I love that. That's CR's theme song. Oh, for the last couple of months, and they've been singing that. And so uh, it was so great to be able to worship God um, with that today. Um, I, wanna, I want us to open our Bibles this morning um, to Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 through 9. Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. And when you have it, I want you to say a strong amen. Amen. Joshua chapter 1, verses 7 through 9. So this morning for the 830 service, um, I I, I pulled a a record, at least in my books, and I preached the longest message I ever preached by far. No, I'm just kidding. I actually preached the shortest one. (laughs) So you guys, (laughs) hey, settle down up there. Good. You guys have it? Right. Let me tell you just to, Let me give you a little snippet of what's going on here before we read this passage. I just want you guys to get some background information so you can see what's going on. It won't even be very extensive, but I want to let you know that. The background for this uh, chapter, the book of Joshua, the people of Israel and Joshua are about to enter into the promised land. And uh, these two words, the promised land, they've heard it. Uh, it's been resonating throughout the people of Israel for many, many years And um, they've been promised this land, the land flowing with milk and honey, where, you know, they would enter in and all their worries would go away. Um, But because of their disobedience, because of their sin, they were not able to enter in the promised land when they were supposed to. Right. We know that it should have taken no more than a month, two months to get from Egypt to the promised land. But because of their sin, they did a bunch of turns and and the, the journey was made longer. But finally, Joshua, the new leader of the people of Israel, is at the brink of entering into the promised land, this this land that they have dreamed about. But before he entered, God spoke to him and told him a few things that he needed to follow, some very important principles that he shared with Joshua and that Joshua was needing to share with the people of Israel. So let me read to you what God told Joshua. He says, be strong. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Father, we thank you for your word. Let it speak life to us today. We are in desperate need of it. In Jesus' name, amen. I thought this passage would be appropriate because the people of Israel and Joshua were about to start a new era in their life. They were about to start a new chapter in their life, and they were about to enter into the promised land. Just like this year, we're about to start 2015, right? And we can talk about 2014, and we can give you, you probably share a lot of stories, ups and downs, highs and lows about this year. But I thought this passage would be appropriate so that we can see what God's word says, okay, about new beginnings. This passage reminded me, when I was growing up, of my foster brother, his name was Darnell Hayes. I had a foster brother for about four years, and he lived with us. And uh, he was he was a he was quite a character. Um, he was about maybe six or seven years younger than I was, and so um, you know he was just always goofing off. And uh, the one thing about Darnell that always stood out for me was that he had a, a bit of a mouth on him. Okay, uh, and so I had to constantly try to correct him and Darnell, settle down, bro. And um, he was a little bit of a troublemaker. So, um, you know, we would go to the park or ride our bikes or end up, you know, at a certain place. And, uh, and for some reason, he would get in trouble. He would get into some beef with some other people. And, this, you know, he's seven years old. I'm like, Darnell, what are you doing? Calm down. And so the thing about Darnell was that he always uh, loved to say uh, to the people that he was fighting with or had beef with, you better watch out. Because my big brother is going to beat you up. And I would tell him, Darnell, don't do not say that, bro. Why are you doing that? And uh, he, 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 you couldn't tell him otherwise. He would just tell anybody that he was fighting with. My big brother, and he's talking about me. And let me, let me give you a side note. I wasn't that big, okay. It, uh, it's more metaphorically than, than physically and, you know, all that good stuff. So, you know, he, he, would, he would, and then all of a sudden I got three guys looking at me. And I'm like, what's going on? But you couldn't tell him otherwise. Darnell thought that because I was older than him, because I was stronger, because I was bigger, that when I was around, he was invincible. Aren't you glad that because God is with us, it doesn't matter what we face, that we are strong, we can be courageous because God is with us. And let me tell you this, he's bigger, he's better than a big brother, you know that? Some some of us have big brothers, right, and we can look up to our big brother, but God is better than a big brother, because the Bible says be strong and be courageous, not in your own strength, not because you look good, but it's because I'm with you, says God. So we are bold and we are strong in the Lord. How many received that today? We can be bold and strong this year. Y'all with me? They say statistically speaking that this is one of the hardest services to preach because everybody's still in zombie mode because of Christmas. <laughs> so you guys proved me wrong, right? Prove the statistics wrong. Come on now. Help me out. I'm sure that there are some in this room that maybe you've had some great triumphs in 2014. Maybe you've had some job promotions. Maybe you've been married. I said this first service and I was looking for the Udell's. But here they are. Okay. Ooh, ooh. Maybe you had a child. Maybe your, chil- your children have had a successful year. But I also believe that. Because there are people that have had successful years, there's also probably people in this room that you've had some tough years. This last year was a tough year for you. It was a difficult year. Maybe you lost a loved one. Maybe you lost your job. Maybe you had to deal with physical infirmities for you or for maybe a loved one. And the list goes on. You can't fully predict what this year is going to bring about, can you? But what you can control is what you choose to hold on to. Throughout this year, what will be your anchor in 2015? What foundation will you choose to build in the midst of the busyness of the year? What if this year we spent more time being with God? What if 2015 was the most spiritually impacting year of your life thus far? What would make that possible for you? How would that influence your job? How would that affect your interaction with people? How would that affect your focus or your priorities? There are so many ways we want to improve ourselves. But how often does loving Jesus become more of a second thought than an intentional plan? We want to read our Bible more. We want to pray more. We want to witness more. We want to live a spirituality that leaves a mark on others. But what if this year, 2015, we heard God's voice just a little bit more clearer? What if this year we loved him a little bit more deeper? What if we spoke of his glory and what he's done in our lives just a little bit more to others? What if we memorized more of his word than ever before? Think that would be a good thing? What if we overcome the sin and temptation that has been haunting us and taunting us for many years? What if, we, what if this was the year that we broke through? I want to talk about three things this morning that we find here in Joshua chapter 1, 7 through 9. And I, I think there are three challenges that I want to leave for you regarding this upcoming year. The first one is, number one, choose Let us choose to listen and obey God's word. Number one, let us choose to listen and obey God's word. You're like, well, Pastor Moses, duh. I don't have have theologically crazy points today. They're simple. But I believe that if you apply them, they can can impact your life. Verse 7 says, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. First thing I want to pull out here is obeying the law. What is God talking about? He's telling Joshua, he's telling Joshua, I want you to communicate this to the people of Israel, to my people. That if they want to have success in this new chapter in their life, they need to obey the law that I gave them. And I believe that even though that was many thousands of years ago, I think that's applicable today. If you want to have success in this new year, God calls you to obey his commandments. He left up these basic instructions, right, before leaving earth. Obey your parents. Give a tenth part. Make disciples. But what if this year, 2015, we approached God's word as a command rather than a suggestion? And maybe, you know, you're like, well, I, you know, I do that, Pastor Moses, right now. But I'm talking about the difficult parts of God's word. You know, there's some parts in the Bible that we read and, and we're like, yeah, I got that. Check that off my list. I can do that. I'm doing great. But there's some things that we read that are challenging for us. And it's different for each and every one of us because we're on, we're on different journeys, aren't we, in our life. Something that I struggle with is not something that you struggle with. But see, God says... In his word, that if you want to have success wherever you go, you need to obey the law. Follow his word. Do we follow God's word to the utmost? Or are there areas in our life that we secretly compromise? And I'm just throwing this out there. I'm not, I'm not pointing the finger at anybody. I just, I'm, I'm throwing this out there so you can process it. Do we give rationalization for why we're not going to follow the Bible in what it says here or there? God said in Joshua 1.7, do not turn from it, the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not entertain other ideas is, is what he's saying. Or thinking, worldly thinking. See, this world that we're living in is, is, is trying to pull us away from God's word. It's trying to pull us away. And if we're not aware. And if we're not conscious and sober, we're going to end up being drifted down the river. Because we're going upstream, right? You ever ever been in a river and you're walking upstream? It's pretty tough. But see, if you're not careful, if you're not conscious, if you're not aware, the river is going to take you. So we need to have God's word and we need to have it close. And we need to have it in our hearts. If you want to be successful, this is not just my good, good points. This is what the Bible says. If you want to be successful in this year, you take God's word and you put it close to you. And you obey it to the utmost, even the difficult parts. Y'all with me? Y'all still with me out there? Second thing I, I see here. In this passage, number two is that we choose to speak and meditate on God's word. Number two is we choose to speak and meditate on his word. Two different, two extremes here, right? If we pull those apart. When we're speaking, we're speaking, right? We're just blah, 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 blah. Some of us speak better than others, and some of us speak a little bit more than others, okay? Yeah, we got the gift of speaking. No, that's not really a spiritual gift, (laughs) okay? Speaking in tongues is. But just speaking. (laughs) Anyways, but it's talking about two different things speaking, and then it's talking about meditating. Let me read to you this passage. Verse 8 says, Keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. So there's a couple things that we see in this in verse 8 here, right? We see careful to do everything in it, it's reminding us. Again, to be careful to do everything that's written in it. And we talked about that in point number one, right, Listen, listening and obeying. But then it talks about on your lips and meditating. It says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. What if this year, what if 2015, we would begin to use God's word, that we would begin to speak God's word more every single day. That's the challenge. What if this year we, we, instead of being reserved and holding back, what if we spoke God's word? What if we spoke about what God did in our lives a little bit more often to a little bit more people? Maybe in prayer, maybe in worshiping, maybe to encourage yourself, you speak God's word. Maybe to encourage somebody else, you use God's word as scripture. See, I love I love hearing sometimes when I'm, you know, when I'm going through a tough time in my life, I love hearing people's opinions about how I need to resolve that situation in my life. Right? It's great. I love hearing that. But you know what I love hearing more? I love hearing what God says about that situation. Listen, I love you and I, and I, and I'm, and I appreciate your opinion. But what I'm going to listen to is what God says. What's written in God's word because that's what I need to live by. Let us take advantage of the opportunities to share God's word. To your children, do you you share God's word with your children? I need to do that more. What about do you share what you're reading in your devotional time with others? Maybe that will encourage somebody else. Maybe to your spouse, to your coworkers. Do you speak about what God is doing in your life? John 6.63 says, the spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the spirit and they are full of life. See, God's word, when we speak God's word, it's a win-win situation. Everybody say that, win-win. It's a win-win. Whenever you speak God's word, it's a win-win situation. There's no loss there because you are declaring the truth. You're declaring what God has left for us. And you can never go wrong doing that. So why not do it more? Why not this year, 2015, why not speak his words just a little bit more? One more scripture I'm going to... Read here and then we're going to move on. Deuteronomy 6, 6-9. I love this scripture. This is, this is the highlighter here, guys. Deuteronomy 6, verses 6-9. through 9, This is what God says. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Listen to what he says. Listen to this. He says, I want you to impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road. When you lie down and when you get up. He says, tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. Do you see what he's saying? He's saying, this is what you do with with my word. You talk about it with your children. When you're walking along the road or driving, you speak about his word. You tie them. You put them on your door frames. See, because God's word needs to be a part of our everyday life. And we need to be speaking it, church. What if this year we kept God's word... Always on our lips. Second thing I see here in this passage, verse 8, is talking about meditation, meditating. All right, don't get, don't get worried. I'm not talking about Rafiki and Lion King. Okay, what is his name? Rashiki, whatever his name was. The monkey, bro, uh, you know. I'm not talking about that type of meditation. Don't get nervous on me. Okay? But when I looked up the meditation definition, it says this is what it says Think deeply or focus one's mind. For a period of time, in silence or with the aid of chanting, for religious or spiritual purposes, as a method of relaxation. Okay, I'm not. I don't do the chanting. That's not what I what I do when I meditate. It's probably talking about something different. Okay. But the passage says, "Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it, day and night." So the question is: Is that suggestive? Is that metaphorical? We met, we more metaphorically meditate. Can we do that? I'm not sure. I haven't figured that out. I, I think it's more literal. It's talking about meditating, about meditating on God's word. Thinking about what you're reading and let it, letting it saturate your life. Thinking about it throughout the day. You ever done, you ever done that? You ever take a scripture and just, and just let it process and think about it and just and pray about it and say, God, what is it that you're speaking to me through this passage? Have you ever meditated on God's word? Yeah. Sometimes we can skim over it, right, and just read it and read it. Oh, boom, close the book. I'm done. There's my devotional time for today. And we walk away and, and we don't know what it is that God spoke to us. See, it's not the, it's not the quantity sometimes, but it's the quality of what you do. You know, uh, uh, sometimes I, I, I hear people and they're like, well, I'm, I'm reading the Bible in this year. You know, 2015, I'm going to read the Bible. And, uh, and listen, don't get offended. I, I, I think that's a great thing to do every so often, you know, go through the Bible. Uh, but if that's what you do all the time, then I think you're going to have a challenge. Because you're like, well, yeah, uh, January 1st, 2015, I'm going to read Psalms chapter 27 through Psalms 119 today. So that I can get through my yearly Bible. I, if you start doing that, I think it's going to be a little tough to pull stuff out of it. You guys feel where I'm coming from? I'm not telling you not to do it, but I'm telling you it's the, it's the quality sometimes, not the quantity of what you do. Sometimes we need to shorten up what we're reading. I'm, I'm talking practical here. Can I do that? It's just pra- some practical things, okay? Um, sometimes if we, if we shorten up what we read, instead of reading three chapters, why don't you shorten it up to just a couple verses? Why don't you try that and say, God, what is it that you want me to pull out of these verses? And, 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 and walk away and, and let it let it simmer. Let it saturate. You think about it throughout the day. And I'm sure, I know, God will speak to you through it. When you have your devotional time, right, first off, if you don't have a devotional time, maybe this would be a good year to, to kick one in. To find some time throughout the day where you can spend time. But if you do have a devotional time, maybe... Um, Here's another thing, just a suggestion for you that can freshen it up, that can spice things up. Maybe instead of reading a whole chapter, just take a, 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 a small verse, read it, and then walk away and be able to uh, enunciate to somebody what it is that God spoke to you through that passage. See, whenever we have our devotional time, we should walk away and be able to, and be able to clearly enunciate what it is that God has spoken to us through that passage. Now, I want to say this. A side note, you know, sometimes, uh, sometimes we're very sleepy when we're doing our devotional time. That happens to me, okay. And uh, sometimes I'm reading the passage and I'm falling asleep because I'm like, wake up. That never happens to anybody here, right. I know that's, that's like the church down the way in me. I'm the only people. But you know what, I, wanted to, I, I say that because reading God's word and praying is a spiritual discipline. And even though it may not, you may not have goosebumps every time you do it, but it is, it is a good thing. You are building up your spirit when you do it. And I think if you, if you um, make it a point to try to pull out what God is speaking to you, I think that will be a good thing for this coming year. So that you can be able to meditate on God's word and see what it is that he wants you to receive. You guys with me so far? Let the word of God get in our spirit. Let it get in our head. Let it get in our hearts. Let it saturate us. And then God says, then you will be prosperous and successful. Number three, here's my last one. Can you believe that? Point number three. Come on, somebody somebody pinch your neighbor. Make sure nobody's falling asleep out there. Okay, I know it's, it's Christmas, we eat a lot of cookies now. Hopefully our blood sugar's not too high, we're not falling asleep. Everybody good? I'm just making sure. Okay. Number three. Number three is choose to honor and recognize God in our lives. Number three, choose to honor and recognize God in our lives. Verse 9 says, have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. That's a great time to say amen right there. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Be bold, the word says. Be strong. You may have had a a tough year. 2014 may have been a tough year, but, but be encouraged today. Be bold and be strong because God is with you. And it doesn't matter what you face this year. It doesn't matter the ups and downs that you go through. You can still be bold and you can still be strong. And you can still be victorious. Why? Because God is with you wherever you go. So be encouraged. I I remember growing up when we were in youth camp, we used to sing this song. It was called Be Bold, Be Strong. Anybody ever heard of it? Be bold. We used to sing it all the time. And I remember we used to rock out to it and electric guitars. And it used to go, let me sing it to you. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord thy... Anybody sing with me? If you know it, come on, sing. Don't be shy. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord thy God is with me. Be bold, be strong, for the Lord thy God is with me. And sing, I am not afraid. And I am not... We used to do motions. I am not afraid. I am not afraid because I'm walking in faith and victory. Walking in faith and victory for the Lord thy God is with thee. And we used to rock out and sing that for like four hours. <laughs> but I love that. We can be bold because God is with us. I, I, wanna, I just want to pull one little point here out of this, out of number three. Just, I want to tell you one thing. Out of point number three, choose to honor and recognize God in our lives. If we are believers, then we have to believe that God is with us wherever we go. Here's what I want to tell you. I believe that God desires for us to recognize and acknowledge him every single day of our lives. See, we're, we're reading this passage that says that God is with us wherever we go. But the problem is, do we always recognize God in our lives, throughout our day? I'm not talking about just in our devotional time or just on Sundays in church. But do we recognize and acknowledge God throughout our day? Can you just imagine if, if you know, somebody was with me the whole time, just following me wherever I went, and I never acknowledged them or talked to them or, or, or recognized them? That would be sad. See, but sometimes we as believers, we can fall into that. We come to church on Sundays and we can say, yeah, I'm worshiping God. And maybe we even read our Bibles. But the rest of the day, we don't recognize or acknowledge God. All right, we we wake up, we drink coffee, we drive to work, we sit in our office or our job site. We interact with people, we talk to people, we eat lunch, right, we get in our car, we drive home, we watch some TV, we eat food, we brush our teeth and go to bed. Some some of you guys brush your teeth, some of you don't. That's another message. Talk about that next week. But see, we do all that and we don't acknowledge God or recognize him throughout our day. What if this year, what if 2015, we were to acknowledge and recognize God throughout our day? I want to tell you today that God desires to interact with us. Do you believe that? God desires to interrupt your day. Do you know that? He desires to interrupt what you're doing so that he can can allow his plan in your life. He desires to speak to you, to prompt you, to use you. But see, we have to allow him. We have to attune our ears to his voice. What if this year, 2015, we attuned our ears more to God's voice? I love what Tim Enlow said when he was here, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, a year ago or so. But he was saying that the Holy Spirit is always speaking. Do you know that he was saying? The Holy Spirit is always speaking. He's desiring to to have us listen, but sometimes we choose to not hear. But the Holy Spirit is always speaking. He's always moving. He's always having his, you know, has a desire for his plan. But we have to choose to obey and listen. What if this year, church, we chose to attune our ears to God just a little bit more? Man, do you think that will affect your life? Do you think that will change your focus? Do you think that will set your, your spiritual life on fire? Yeah. When we allow God to enter in our situation, into our life, to interrupt our day, man, he sets, he sets our spiritual life on fire. Because he's doing, he's accomplishing what he wants to do in us. And he's using us. Let us allow God to interrupt our day. Let us allow God to... Let us recognize and acknowledge God throughout our day. So God is encouraging Joshua as he begins this endeavor, right? He's saying, you're the leader. Moses was the leader. Now it's you. He's saying, be encouraged as you start this new chapter in your life. As you start this new era in your life, he says, I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be bold. And I want you to be strong because I'm with you. And he says, listen and obey obey my word. If you do that, you will be successful. He says, don't ever let my word leave your mouth, but speak speak my word wherever you go. And meditate on it. Grasp it. Let it get in your heart. He's also saying, honor me and recognize me because I'm with you. I want to close. I want to read this passage. I want to read the same passage, but I want to read it from the message version. This is what it says, Joshua 1, 7 through 9. He says, strength, courage, you are going to lead this people to inherit the land that I promised to give their ancestors. Give it everything you have, heart and soul. Make sure you carry out the revelation that Moses commanded you, every bit of it. Don't get off track, either left or Or write so as to make sure you get to where you're going. And don't for a minute let this book of the revelation be out of mind. Ponder and meditate on it day and night, making sure you practice everything written in it. Then you'll get where you're going. Then you'll succeed. Haven't I commanded you strength, courage. Don't be timid. Don't get discouraged. God, your God, is with you. Every step that you take. How many say amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word today. We thank you that you left it as a guide for us, God, so that we can truly be successful and victorious. Father, I pray for every person in this church this morning. God, I pray that 2015 will be the most spiritually impacting year that we've ever had. God, I pray that we would have breakthroughs in our life. God, I pray that we would get closer to you than we've ever gotten before. Father, I pray that our priority, Lord God, would not be weight loss and getting uh, fit, Lord God, or or this or that. But our, our priority, God, would be you and would be getting closer to you, God. That you would do your work in us, God. Interrupt our day. Father, speak to us. Attune our ears to hear your voice. That you would accomplish your plan and your will in our lives, God. We pray. We ask you this in Jesus' name. And everybody said, have a happy new year. God bless you. You are dismissed.